All right, welcome back. The Lightning win their opening game for the 2021 defense of the uh, Stanley Cup championship in an empty arena. I was there last night. It was absolute bizarro world, but fun to see them win 5-1. to And now we got a huge divisional playoff game coming up this week. It's Tom Brady takes on Drew Brees. Who better to talk to than the man who has covered almost every Tom Brady playoff game in his history? All 30 wins, I'm betting. The great Sal Palantonio from ESPN. What's up, Sal? How are you? Hey, JP, uh, are you coming to New Orleans, brother? Nah, nah, no travel for us. Uh, we're just, you know, we're hunkering down for the Super Bowl and maybe the NFC Championship game. You never know, you know. The you Rams never, take care of business, know. the Bucks well, take care of business. They're going to have to business. play a lot differently. They're going to yeah. have to play a lot differently than they did the last time they were in New Orleans. It's only been two months ago, but boy, oh boy, it was a disaster. Well, yeah, I mean, in the last game here, the 38-3 to matchup was um, – you know, clearly the worst game that the Bucks have played. And, you know, not to make excuses, but it, it was A.B.'s first game. And, you know, I thought they tried to work him in, and it was a little awkward. It's become way better, obviously, in the past five games. And defensively, I think they came out in a, you know, in a, in a, a game plan that was just not very good and not well executed. And the, and the Saints got up really quickly. So I think it will be a different game, and I do think this is a different Bucks team. What do you think? Well, they're doing a better job of protecting the passer. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure, and they need to. Uh, you know the numbers. Mm-hmm. In the two games against the Saints, Brady has been pressured, was pressured this year 36% of the time. That's more than double the uh, percentage of pressures in every other game that he played in this season, more than double, 36% to 15%. Mm. So, um, you know, I thought that last week, uh, that text that, you sent me after the game to Chase Young even play in the game. I mean, I thought they did a very good job of uh, scheming up. They obviously added extra linemen. Um, they played more offensive linemen more times than they did all season in that game against Washington, and they just decided, hey, we're not going to let the old man get beat up by the youngster in this football game. And uh, that that's what allowed Brady to operate pretty freely. And, and, and that's exactly what they're going to have to do in this game. They, you know, the, the, you know, the matchup, right? It's those cover yep. corners, those man to man corners that the saints use. They lock down the receivers and they, uh, they make the quarterback hold the ball for a second or two, a beat or two more longer than he wants to hold it. And then the pocket collapses and down goes Brady, like down goes Frazier. So, um, they're going to have to do a job. And, you know, that's the reason why Antonio Brown's on this team, right? Right, JP? Yep. He's on this team to beat man coverage. And nobody has done it really better in the last 10 years than Antonio Brown. So you go back to that Sunday, November 8th game uh, that was in Tampa, and uh, you just look at it from a strictly X's and O's standpoint. If you take all the emotion out of the game, if their wide receivers are beating the man coverage on the outside, Brady's got a shot. And that's what I saw in this game. Sal Palantonio, ESPN, joining us here this this past game against Washington. And I don't think the Bucks or Brady are getting enough credit for for uh, you know putting up 500 yards on that Washington defense, which is pretty pretty damn good. And and I also think this. You know, this marriage between Arians and Brady, the offense has come together in the last four or five games. And I think that protection that you just outlined is exhibit A. And I think 
Arians has come around to the fact, you know what, we can we can keep Gronk in if we have to in a back or two. We got three number one receivers, and if they got to go against five defensive backs or six, one of them's going to get open, and if Brady can step into the throw, we're going to win. We're going to win that matchup. He's going to find the right matchup, and I think that's how you beat the Saints. And it's going to be totally new. agree with you, JP. Totally agree with you. So, in our film study of this game for the NFL matchup show, and it's in the last segment of the show this weekend, mm-hmm. we're taping it tomorrow at NFL Films. In our film study, we determined the Bucks used six offensive linemen on seventy-two plays during the mm-hmm. regular season for an average of four and a half per game. On Sunday. They had six offensive linemen on the field for 14 plays. Mm. I'm sorry, on Saturday night, 14 plays. They had six offensive linemen against Washington, so considerably higher than their season average, more than double their season average, almost triple. And that's and that's a winning edge. And I'm and I'm you know I think the Bucks will put up points against this Saints defense, but I'm worried that the Saints will put up big points against the Bucks defense. I think that's what this game comes down to. Um, and what does Todd Bowles do? You know, they've, they've tried to, to blitz Breeze with limited success. They sat back early on in that game uh, in November and got absolutely torched. Um, so what does Todd Bowles do? And he, has, he doesn't have different personnel. He's got to do something different, or at least these guys have to play differently. How do you see that matchup? Well, I think you're right. And I do think it, it, the onus is on the Saints uh, – Excuse me, on the Bucks defense in the game because uh, if the Saints score more than thirty points, they're winning the game. That's that's the bottom line. And so you got to keep them to four scores or less uh, to keep yourself in the game. Clearly. So what's the way to do it? Well, the way not to do it certainly is only have five rushing attempts, like they did. Uh, you know, the game got away from them. Certainly, they got it got away from them. They were down. Uh, 14 nothing, and then 31 to nothing. obviously, yeah. going into the halftime locker room. Uh, and everybody was turning off their TV set. So, um, you know, they're going to have to stay with the run uh, in the beginning of the game. If the Saints come out, and, and I'll tell you another thing they ought to do. If they win the toss, they ought to take the football. Interesting. If they win the toss, the Bucks should take the ball and try to get up on the Saints. Don't give them the football because you're right. I mean, you look at the last game, you're down 31 to nothing going into the halftime locker room. So don't give them the ball. Don't go up on them. Don't let them go up on you. Make sure you take the ball and get a lead and force the Saints into a disadvantageous uh, situation. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. Uh, Sal Palantonio joining us here, ESPN. How do you think the, um, you know, playing in the dome, no fans? How does that work into this game? I mean, obviously, it's it's going to be. I won't say that it's an advantage for the Bucks, but it's just going to be a lot easier than it normally would. Communication is just so key with Brady um, being able to do things at the line of scrimmage. How, how do you think that plays into this game? Yep, communication is a big thing. A lot of players talk about it, but it's also a bad thing because the other side can hear everything you're doing. Good point. Uh, yeah. And you can't say you can't say everything you want to on the sideline too because it's easy to pick up. Let me tell you something: they are listening to each really? other on the sidelines. 
Oh, God, yes, it's easy to pick stuff up. When you open the windows in the press box, you can hear the other side of the field. I mean, they're not going to hear a normal conversation, but you're going to hear stuff for sure. And every wow. little advantage you can get is, is important. But as I've said to you before, though, J.P., the number one thing that players and coaches tell me is the energy lost. Yeah. It's, t- it's hard to get your energy and your psychological footing at the beginning of the game because the fans provide that for you. You come out of the locker room, you know, football's a game of the heart, as Marty Schottenheimer yeah. once famously said on NFL Phelps. You know, there's not a lot of people walking around on a street in downtown Tampa who want to knock your head off, uh, you know, who want to play the game of violent football, the National Football League, you know. And so it's, it's a different kind of deal. And you got to find that energy somewhere. And sometimes you can't summon it up. And sometimes it's supplied by the fans in the stands. And you can't get that if you don't have fans out there. I, I, I uh, covered my first non-fan game uh, last night uh, for the Lightning, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. I just how – and the first 10 minutes of that game, the guys – and these are guys that were used to skating in the bubble – um, the first 10 minutes has just looked like a, a freaking pond hockey game that you'd see down at the corner. It was, it was zero energy, and they got it eventually, but I, I, you're absolutely right. In an NFL game, a game could be won and lost in those early those early parts in a, in a playoff game. So that's going to be huge coming out with that edge, and that's not something – you know, the Bucks have been better lately, but I, I agree with you. That's going to be a huge part of it. Who comes out with that edge right from the beginning? And you know Brady's going to be talking to these guys to make sure that they – they have that energy and focus. Agree? Yeah, and they've had trouble finding their energy. Yeah. I mean, they certainly had trouble. Uh, I remember at MetLife Stadium against the Giants in that Monday oh, night game. Brutal. Wow. Um, Sal, of the injured players uh, that are that are out there on the um, on the, the Saints list, and I'm not, you know, uh, Latavius uh, Murray is on there. He didn't practice today. Um, uh, who else is on there? Oh, um, the cornerback. Yeah, Taysom Hill and Pat Robinson, too. Uh, of those guys, you think they all play? and How effective can they be? Well, you have limited participation with Jared Cook. Jared Cook's important with that back injury. There's no question about that. Taysom mm. Hill did not participate either yesterday or today with a knee injury. That's mm. pretty significant. He gives them a really good change of pace. Especially um, in the red zone. And, you mm. know. Oh, no, no question. In the red zone, Latavius Murray did not participate. Quad injury on a running back is a major issue. But, you know, Alvin Kamara, man, uh, you know, of the, of, the, of the 44 guys on offense and defense, starters on both teams, Kamara is the best football player on both teams. Well, no, there's no, really? you know, I mean, oh, God, yes. Wow. No question. Kamara is an absolute beast so tough to bring down so smart runs with abandon catches everything knows where he's supposed to be great patience behind the blocks i mean total package and plays with absolute recklessness i i I think i think kamara is a top five player i think you know if you're looking at top five players in the league i think i think that I think the Kansas City Chiefs have got two or three of them with Mahomes, Hill, and the tight end, and, yeah, and Kamara's in the top five. 
Yeah. Well, the Bucks have done a good job on him historically with Levante David and Devin White's going to be back this week. Uh, and he's, you know, he's the energy of that defense. I just hope he's not too hyped, he's, you know, playing in his hometown. You know, that's a that's a great story and a guy to watch um, who, you know, he's just a, he's one of those guys uh, like Derek Brooks that just seems to be around the ball and makes game changing plays. Um, your thoughts on, on having Devin White back for the Bucks? Yeah, Devin White will be important. There, there's no question about that. But listen, you know, I mean, this is up to Bowles to get some kind of pressure on Drew Brees. Four yep. touchdown passes, no interceptions, one sack, a quarterback rating of 135. Brees was 26 of 32. He was playing pat and go. He was playing practice football. Yeah, that, that, that has just got to change. I, and I remember watching that game early on and just saying, where's the pressure? I mean, bring somebody, please show some pressure, do some pressure, do something. And they were just sitting back. Um, who knows? Uh, hopefully a third time's a charge, charm for this uh, Buccaneers team. Uh, when are you heading down to, uh, to NOLA? I'm going down on Saturday. We take the matchup show tomorrow. Nice. Uh, matchup shows on Saturday morning. We'll have a big, big segment uh, on the Bucks. And, uh, and the Saints, we, we'll take a, a real deep dive look into Brady and how the offense has changed, and we'll take a real uh, deep dive look into Drew Brees and how they just dissected that Todd Bowles defense. So anybody who you know wants to you know look at the X's and O's of this matchup, look at uh, Matt Bowen and Greg Cosell on the show breaking down this game. I think people will learn a lot. Saturday morning, nine thirty. Is that right? Saturday morning, eight thirty, boss on ESPN two. Yeah. I will be yep. tuning in. I'm setting my DVR right now, partner. If I yeah, don't get my mom's listening right now. Hey, mom, that's that's what time it's on. She's down there, and she's <laughs> always like, "When's the show on?" I'm like, "Mom, it's 8:30 Saturday morning, ESPN 2." She All right. Hey, I had my first tennis lesson last week. To watch it. I had my first tennis lesson last week, so I'm I'm ready. All right, good. I'm looking forward to seeing you. All right, brother. Have fun in NOLA. Uh, bring, bring us away. All win. right, we'll talk, next Friday. we'll talk next Friday, and uh, we'll see what's happening, all right? Let's do it. Thanks, Al. Have a good trip. All Be right. safe, my man. Yeah. All right, uh, quick break. When we come back, Solomon Wilcox will join us from Pro Football Focus. We'll get his take on all the NFL games this weekend. Stay with us. 